Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Thanks so much for listening to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood is just an opportunity where we get to chat with our neighbors and hearing what they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Jason Thomas. He's one of the recruiters for AMI Kids. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So what is AMI Kids? So AMI Kids, we're a nonprofit organization. We're dedicated to helping youth and developing uh, responsible and productive citizens. Uh, basically, we're taking those, those, those individuals uh, and giving them an alternate to uh, staying in the criminal justice system. Um, we um, are looking to uh, uh, help protect public safety and positively impact as many youth as possible through the uh, efforts of our uh, staff. This is focused towards youth becoming productive citizens, but Jason, I know some adults that aren't even productive citizens. So how do you help? What we teach, so we we teach them the skills that will uh, help them um, get a job, have a a skill. Specifically, our program that we work with um, is designed at getting them um, careers in the skilled trades. So we uh, provide the OSHA 10 certification, uh, the NCCER core construction skills uh, certification, and uh, also provide them with job readiness uh, preparation. We help them with their resume. We help them with their cover letter, references, thank you letter. And on top of that, uh, my, my coworker, uh, Tamara, she also assists with uh, lining up apprenticeship and job opportunities for those individuals so as soon as they leave us they are going into a position where they can uh, better themselves learn that skilled trade and move on so before we switch it over to Tamara, because i definitely want to hear about that jason what age are these kids and then what's their backgrounds because i feel like so many times like with the resume stuff and filling things out you learn that in school or you learn it from your parents yeah so uh, they're um they, they can be ages 16 to 24 uh, and they come, uh, as far as background, we have a very diverse background. Uh, we have individuals that, you know, again, are troubled youth. We also have individuals that are wanting to get additional um, skills and certification that they can put on a resume. So when they do get done with high school, if they choose not to go to college, they do that. Or even if they choose to go to college and get out, the NCCR certification is a lifetime certification. It's always going to be on that resume. They're going to have it. As far as OSHA 10, OSHA uh, sets all of our occupational safety um, guidelines. So that's always a great um, skill to have and certification to have on your resume. Yeah, whether you're a, a troubled youth or not, what? how did this all all start from the get-go? Uh, so the, the way all this got started is we've kind of, uh, America's kind of put ourselves in the hole. For, uh, you know, a couple decades ago, we really started to shift and say, oh, everybody needs to go to college. Everybody should get a college degree. That's the only way you're going to be successful. You need to go to college. And we kind of neglected the skills trade, skilled trades. And so what we're looking at now is we're looking at an aging workforce in the skilled trades industry. And we do not have the skilled individuals coming up behind them right now to be able to fulfill 
all of the needs that we have in, in the U.S. right now. And so, obviously, with skilled trades, you know, it's it, it's just like sports. You know, basketball, I played basketball. You don't, I didn't go out on the court learning how to dribble behind my back, through my leg, make a layup with the opposite hand the first time I went out. It took hours upon hours of practice and building that, and the same thing goes with these skilled trades. It's not something that we can replace overnight. Those, those people have to come in. They have to spend time underneath somebody else. They have to learn all the tricks and skills associated with that trade so that they can come in and have the expertise and experience to do a great job for those individuals they're working for. I want to go ahead and switch over to Tamara now. Um, Tamara, what's your role with AMI Kids? Um, I am a job recruiter, so my job is to basically build relationships within the community with our pre-apprenticeship program, and it's also to ensure that our participants come through the program, they set realistic goals. After they set the goals, we try to get them as close as possible to the goals or exceed the expectations when it comes to those goals. And then it's also my job to pair them with positions within the community or in the construction trades. And if they want to go to college, it's my job to go to a college or university and guide them along the way so that they are able to successfully enroll into a program. So say I just need more information and I want help from y'all. What's the process look like with you sitting down with me and helping? So if somebody's interested in a program or if you're interested in a program, you would just call us up and say, hey, I'm interested in the pre-apprenticeship program. How would I get started? I would... uh, tell you to come in, complete the paperwork. I would give you a tour of the building and just we would go from there and I get you registered into the system. We have classes on Tuesdays or Thursdays and we're also here Monday through Friday and you can come in and start taking classes. One thing you said was helping them create realistic goals. What's that mean? So we focus on short-term goals and long-term goals. So somebody may want to get a car, but they also may be 16 years old. So that will be a long-term goal because they would have to first get a job Uh, work on life skills, saving money, budgeting, that sort of thing. And then we would check back in with that goal a year later and try to see how we can get them as close as possible to get in a car. Because um, unless, you know, you are well off or something like that, you probably won't just be able to go to a dealership and get a car. And we have the short-term goals where they may just want to get a job or master the skills when it comes to mock interviewing or something like that. So then we would work together as far as getting them ready to get a job or something like that or something of that nature. And for the youth that you guys help, y'all said it's ages 16 to 24. Are these kids that are in and out of juvie or kids that need help or just both? So this is just open to the community. Our program is actually open to the community. So if you're between the ages of 16 and 24, you can just call us up and say, hey, I'd like to get started and we'll take it from there. So it's not really geared to a type of uh, participant. It's just anybody who's between the ages of 16 and 24. Do you have any success stories, Tamara, that you've been able to help out a kid and, and witness the growth? Yes, we actually have a participant who just finished. He came to us. He's actually a student at FSCJ, and he uh, didn't really know what he wanted to do. And he was pretty disappointed because it was taking him so long to complete his associate's degree. And so he actually came through our program, completed his OSHA 10, completed his job readiness, and completed his NCCER core curriculum. And then we were able to get him um, in an apprenticeship program, and he's actually working for Miller Electric over at FIS right now. Oh, my gosh. So they they seriously come to you, and you 
help them all the way to the point of getting a job. Right. And so we actually keep up with them even after they get the job. So, yeah, he's working right now um, and he gives me updates on how he's doing pictures for the job site. And he's even offered to come back and help uh, our students that we have now and give them a realistic view of what it's like to work in construction. Tamara, what is your overall vision with AMI Kids? So our overall vision is pretty much to separate a troubled past from a, a bright future. So no matter where you come from, no matter what you've been through, um, we just want to help you get on the right track. And if you're already on the right track, we just want to help you get started um, in life where you have the tools so that you can be successful. And then this is going to be for, for Jason. Jason, what kind of expenses are y'all having to tend to? Uh, sorry, I didn't have the phone right there. Could you repeat that question? Yeah, that's okay. What kind of expenses do you guys have to tend to? What kind of expenses as far as us or as far as the, the individuals coming in? Um, I, I think both because you said it's a nonprofit, but y'all are offering a lot of help. Yeah, well, we, uh, with, with, with our program in particular, we get to thank uh, Lenar Holmes uh, as uh, supporting us through uh, a, a grant to um, try to develop the construction workforce and assist in trying to funnel more um, uh, youth into those skilled trades. So right now, you know, they, they, they are financially supporting this program. Uh, there is no cost to the participants who want to come in. So they're gonna get, you know, their OSHA 10, uh, it's gonna be paid for, the training's gonna be paid for, they're gonna get their NCCR, they're gonna get all the, the, the workforce um, uh, development, uh, the job readiness, the resume building, I, I help them a lot with the resume building, with, with, with references, uh, cover letters, uh, getting them prepared for that. And upon completion of the program, they're going to get a $300 stipend. And so it's a, it's a wonderful program in that regard. And then they're going to shift over to Tamara, and Tamara's going to place them in a job as she already keeps up with different uh, apprenticeships, programs, employers, as far as being able to uh, place them somewhere uh, in the community or, or, or outside if they're looking to, to move out somewhere different. Are you guys in need of volunteers? Like, what do you need from the community to come alongside and support you? Well, re really, uh, just word of mouth, spreading the word about the program, getting it out there. I mean, that's what we've been trying to do to this point. We're both new additions to this program and it really hasn't been pushed in this area like it mm -hmm. should have. And we're right now we're just really working hard just to get our name out there get it available to as many people out there as far as the program and and what we offer because even if they're not between the ages of 16 to 24 many people know somebody and they're like oh hey yeah you need to look up with ami look up ami kids and uh check out this program it may be something you're interested in tell me the website where we can go in and sign up if we're interested um or just learn more information so you can reach you can reach us at the, the um you can reach tamra at 904-576-7337. Her email address is tkaiwa, K-A-I-W-A, at amikids.org. Or you can reach out to myself. Uh, my phone number is area code 318-550-1481. And my email address is jthomas at amikids.org. Okay, well, both Tamara and Jason, thank you guys so much for serving our community and being such sweet neighbors.
Well, thank you again. Thank you for having us. We appreciate your uh, your time. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio. Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood, it's all about getting to know our neighbors, hearing what really great stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with, it's Kenley Kubart. She's the development director for the Betty Griffin Center. Kenley, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Kenley, give me a rundown on what the Betty Griffin Center is. So Betty Griffin Center is the safety shelter of St. John's County. We offer quality services and protection to survivors of domestic violence and sexual abuse victims. We have things like our shelter, our helpline, which is available 24-7. We have sexual assault recovery services and many more. Wow. So can you kind of share with me, you said you have a lot of services. Let's hit on the shelter aspect first. What is that? Yes. So we have a private shelter. It is confidential for the safety of our survivors. Mm -hmm. And we offer, it's an empowerment-based program where you come when you need that protection and we have case management and um, we have children's therapists and we just get you on a safety plan and help you rebuild your life. And And so to go back a little bit, say we are in a a violent relationship, we can call the Betty Griffin Center and we can come in no questions asked. So we will have you do an intake with one of our counselors and see what's best for you. But your Mm -hmm. safety is number one. We will once we get that helpline call, we'll kind of assess the situation and what we need to do to get you to a safe location. And how can we reach the the helpline? Yes. So the helpline is available 24-7, 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. That number is 904-824-1555. And you just call anytime you need. And you can call for someone. So if yeah. you know someone you want to get help for them, you can call and get those services as well. And what, since you brought it up, Kenley, how do we know if someone is in an abusive relationship? So if you check out our website, the BettyGriffinCenter.org, we have a learn more page. And that'll really get you kind of looking for those warning signs mm-hmm. or things to look for and how you can maybe ask those questions or get them the help they may need. Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot of times people might not want to leave that abusive relationship just because of the sake of the kids. So is there room at the shelters and even in counseling? Is that available for, for the kids? Yes. So our shelter will take adults and children wow. um, involved in situations. We also offer the counseling services 
um, outside of shelter. So maybe you don't need the shelter, but you're still needing those counseling. We have those services as well. How much would this cost somebody? All of our services are free to survivors and their families. Wow. So that brings me to how are you guys able to offer all of this? We do this with um, state funding and grants and the support of our community members. So donations and just um, donations of products that we need to like toiletries, cosmetics, um, hairbrushes, just those simple donations all the way to monetary. It's just they all go such a long way for our families and shelter. And say for the monetary donations, what does that money go towards? It goes to everything from most of our services and just getting them the help they need. Um, legal assistance, we do have an attorney who will wow. help with those injunctions for protections and many more things. Yes. Kenley, what is the history of the Betty Griffin Center? So in 1990, it started out as just a shelter, um, but as the need grew in the community, so did all of the services. Wow. And who is Miss Betty Griffin? Betty Griffin is the grandmother of um, Miss Alice Colson, um, who helped fund or found Betty Griffin Center. Mm. And say, going back a little, yeah, we can donate money, but you said maybe toiletries and things like that are just as needed and appreciated. Where can we go to donate that? You can go to our website and under donate, there's a tab called Wishlist, and that has everything from cleaning supplies, paper products, um, and those basic toiletries that are needed year-round. So at the Betty Griffin Center, you guys are local to Jacksonville. What's something that's really special to you about the Betty Griffin Center that you find unique in this organization? So we are actually local to St. John's County, and we do wonderful work with Jacksonville. Um, they have their own called Hubbard House, mm-hmm. and there's many other services um, in everybody's counties. There is one in each surrounding county as well, but we do all partner together to bring the safety to those wow. survivors. And w- one thing is, yes, you guys ask for donations, um, again, whether that's toiletries or monetary, but you guys also host really fun events and all of those proceeds go towards the center. Yes, we do. We have annual events and then we have community members put on events and just drives around the community. They're all, all the funds go back to our programs and services for survivors. What kind of events do y'all have coming up? We have our biggest fundraiser of the year, the Run for Peace 5K, and that will be on April 9th. Okay, Run for Peace. Where is this happening? Run for Peace will be at the St. Augustine Beach Pier. It will begin at the pier, and then it will, sorry, it will run through some beautiful beach neighborhoods and end at the pier. How can we get signed up for that, Kenley? Yes, if you guys want to register to run or walk, it's the runforpeace5k.org. And are y'all still in need for volunteers for that? Yes, volunteers are needed. We have over 100 positions to fill. Wow. Um, things from the registration table, passing out water bottles, passing out finisher medals, um, and just really cheering them on around the whole route and making sure they don't get lost in the neighborhood, um, and just cheering them on and bringing awareness to the cause. Hmm. You said it's called the Run for Peace. Why did y'all decide to call it that? Because um, our goal is peace in the community Hmm. and then peace in the world. So we just want people to get out and whether they want to run or walk it, uh, it's just bringing awareness and bringing a purpose to that word peace. So that's why we chose it. What time does it start? 8 a.m. 8 a.m.? Okay, and then what can we expect after the race? Will you all have vendors and things like that as well? Yes, so if you guys are wanting to register morning up, we'll be open starting at 6.30 in the morning. Come register, we'll have vendors set up. 
um, some massages, some snacks, just kind of enjoy everybody's company. We'll have a warm-up workout, and then we'll take off. We are doing a fun competition this year called Beat the Chief. And so the Chief St. Augustine Beach Police will be running as well. Oh. And there's a prize to beat him. <laughs> are, is he fast? <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> are we allowed to know what the prize is or no, just run fast? It is going to be $5 off next year's registration. Oh, so that's good. <laughs> that's fun. And so with registration, the money, it goes towards the Betty Griffin Center. Is there a specific that the money will help? So it just goes to um, an unrestricted amount, where, a fund where we just can put the money right where it's needed, when it's needed. So mm-hmm. whether it's items at the shelter or the counseling services and just things like that. Kenley, what or is <laughs> what is y'all's main need right now? Our main need is just monetary donations. Um, they really help us go the farthest because just things arise and you never know when we need to replace flooring or a water heater at shelter. And it's just having those funds, being able to just do it right then and there. And you serve St. John's County, but say we live in Duval, but for some reason we want to reach out to you guys. Will you still take us? We will, or we'll partner with um, other communities and counties. Okay. And then, Kenley, what does it look like for your community to partner with you? Just really bring the healing and hope for our survivors of domestic and sexual abuse. Um, Our services are very impactful. We have so many people come to us and leave us empowered and just ready to take on life again and just feel great and move on. Are you able to share a success story that you've been able to be a part of? Yes. So we've had um, a participant come in and she had five kids and she was in an abusive relationship and she just had to get out and he was arrested and we got her the services she needed um the legal assistance she was able to get all of her kids to safety and then after the program and shelter they now have a house she has a job she has a car and she's just they're just living their life and safe no you literally helped her transform her and her children's lives around yes it was it was a great it's a great story we're just so happy to see how far she's come and we are happy we're able to be able to provide those services for them not just with the run but for day-to-day activities is the betty griffin center in need of volunteers we do we need volunteers year-round we have two thrift stores who um, are always in need of volunteers to go through donations Mm. set up stuff on the floor and just really help um people find what they're looking for at the stores those are another great source of income whether you guys want to donate or shop there all the money does go back to services as well and how can we find out about the thrift stores so you can visit online of course i'll give you the exact addresses one is in st augustine and the second location is in fruit cove um so yeah we have lots of great items there from clothing to toys sporting goods kitchenware you name it All right, and again, I had the privilege of chatting with Kenley Kubart, the Saint, the pardon, with the Betty Griffin Center, and they have a run for peace. It's happening April 9th at the St. Augustine Pier. Tell us again how we can register, Kenley. Yes, visit runforpeace5k.org. Okay, thanks for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood and for everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio.
Well, Easter is approaching and there is definitely beauty for ashes. We're gonna invite you to join us at Impact Church on Saturday, April the 16th at 6 o'clock p.m. or Sunday, April the 17th at 8 a.m., 10 a.m. or 12 noon for a word that is designed just for you. You can either meet us in person at Impact Church in the Regency Square Mall or online at weareimpact.com. We have a lot of surprises waiting for you on Easter Sunday, and so we'd love to see you worship with us that day. It's important to love what you do and who you do it for. And that's easy when you work at American Electrical Contracting. They're always looking for new ways to invest in their employees. This year alone, they've increased employee benefits by 25%, doubled their life insurance policy, and added an extra scheduled holiday. Plus, they offer tuition assistance for higher education. American Electrical Contracting focuses on excellence and professionalism. Pursue excellence personally and professionally at American Electrical Contracting. Hiring now. Call 737-7770. Visit American-Electrical.com. You're invited to enjoy a night at the piano with Michael W. Smith. A special night of worship featuring all the songs you know and love. Friday, May 13th in Jacksonville at Westside Baptist Church. Sing along with Michael during this intimate live concert experience. Tickets and info available at AwakeningFoundation.com. An Awakening Foundation event. Welcome to Jacksonville Dot Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to our North Florida neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood, it's all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Angela Goff. She is the Civilian Recruiting Administrator for Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. Angela, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Colby. It's an honor and privilege to be here. Yeah, first of all, thank you and your team for all of your service. Give us a rundown on what JSO is all about from the inside. Absolutely. So we are uh, one of the premier law enforcement agencies. What's great about us is that we offer police, corrections, and civilian ways to um, for those individuals who want to help make a difference in Jacksonville. So as a civilian recruiter, a lot of individuals may not know that they can be gainfully employed with our agency and also make a difference every day in Jacksonville, Duval County. So for the civilian side, we hire our hero and headsets. That's the way to make a difference, be that first and only voice that someone may hear in an emergency mm-hmm. situation. But we also hire clerical and administrative roles, um, such as police services technicians. We love our school crossing guards, so that's a part-time opportunity for community-minded individuals to ensure that children make it safe to and from school as we're crossing the street. And we also have analyst roles as well and recreation leaders with our police athletic league. So there's a, a variety of ways that an individual can be involved, join JSO, but then also um, work as a civilian and make help make a difference. And to be a part of JSO, it doesn't just mean we're a police officer, but you covered all these roles, the heroes and headsets, even everything from the crossing guards. I didn't know that was a part of JSO. So what does it look like for us to link up with the team? Certainly. So we always encourage everyone to go to our website. It has, it's going to cover everything from the job description for videos to have a glimpse of what it's going to look like. So our website is join 
jso.com and that's the first step and just finding a little bit more about our agency and ways to make a difference in Jacksonville. What is the biggest need y'all have right now? Definitely our, our biggest need is to find our heroes and headsets. I'll often refer to them as the voice of JSO as well. And it's what's great is that someone doesn't have to have experience. All they necessarily have is maybe have that desire to make a difference. It's a call center environment, so anyone that has customer service experience, um, but we'll train you, and it's paid training. And again, just being that only voice that someone may hear in an emergency situation and an opportunity to make a difference. And is this a position that's only offered full-time? As of right now, yes, it is full-time. Okay. And then tell us about my my dream job when I retire is to be a crossing guard. So that's so cool that JSO is a part of that. It looks so fun. So is there an age requirement? What kind of timely commitment is that? It looks like the coolest job ever, Angela, truly. Colby, it really is. And it's a great way for individuals. Let's say they want some supplemental income. Maybe they're in high school or college. And to answer your question, 18 is going to be ideal just because of certifications that have to be obtained. But if they're looking, you know, if, you know, just that part-time role, right? So in the morning, it's 7.30 to 8.30 as the children are, are walking to school. And then in the afternoon, 2.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. And it's Monday through Friday. The great thing is it's summer's off. So like we say, supplemental income for mm-hmm. the gym. Maybe they're in college working to maybe find a little bit of income in between classes. Even to, you know, we have parents. I've actually met a few parents who one worked in the morning, one worked in the afternoon while their child was going to that elementary school, and then grandparents as well. That is so fun because I I ask about the age requirement because it's usually older people, so I wondered if it was kind of open to everybody, but as long as you're 18, you said. Yes, absolutely, and it is open to everyone. Angela, I want to ask you, what are some stigmas that you face as a civilian recruiter with JSO that you want to debunk now? I don't know if it's necessarily anything that I would consider. Um, I think the common theme is, and while, like I said, I love our, our and support our policing and, and corrections officers, one of the biggest things is to say, hey, we hire civilians too, mm. and they are a huge backbone of the agency. So it's more so going out there and letting everyone know that you want to make a difference, you want to see a difference, you can be a part of that difference, and you can do it, um, you know, on the civilian side and and offer that support. So that's probably one of the main things because individuals don't know that, you know, we have IT, we have HR, we have budget, we have clerical administrative, we have our heroes and headsets, you know, and, and we'll train too. I think that's one of the, you know, I was just having a phone call with someone the other day and, you know, she's interested in a 911 call taker dispatcher role. But she's just not sure that, you know, with her experience. And I go, look, you have customer service, and we're going to train you. And that's another thing that we communicate, too, is some, sometimes those individuals that don't have the most experience are going to make the best heroes and headsets. And let's hit on the Police Athletic League. What is that? Yes, yeah, so it's a really great program, and it was created to essentially um, bridge the, the gap between the community and police officers. Mm-hmm. So it is a 501c3 Um, foundation and we have a bunch of wonderful officers who work with youth all across Duval County Um, but then we also have the civilian side where we look for recreation leaders who can help plan activities who can take Duval County youth 
to and from those activities and, and parks and events. And again, the, the goal is, you know, we're all one community, so it's to bridge that gap. And how can we be a part of that? Like, do we have to be a true athlete? Do we have to be a coach? Or no, it, again, it's just any civilian. Any civilian. From time to time, we, we do seek uh, those who are interested in applying for the recreation leader. That tends to be the most popular position that we look to fill. But I believe there are through um, the website with the Police Athletic League, or even just going to joinjso.com and resources, there are ways for individuals to volunteer um, to, to help with that program as well. And as the school year closes out, does that hinder where you're hiring? Absolutely not. I mean, we always say that we're always we're always hiring. Now, on the civilian side, you have the, the roles that are always the most popular that are always going to be open. Um, but then there are there's that seasonal ebb and flow of, you know, our culture is to promote from within the agency. So we have may have a spot that comes open that we haven't had for a little while because someone's promoted to continue their career with JSO. Mm-hmm. And how can we be involved as a community? Say we, we don't want a full-time or even a part-time job, but we still want to show our support. How can we stand behind you all? That's great. And we always look for any support that we can. So uh, there is a community engagement section, uh, ways to get involved. We have a citizen academy that we offer to individuals in Duval County where they can take a 12-week course and find out what JSO is all about. Um, you know, again, just there are other ways to involve and support. We even have an auxiliary program where we have doctors and lawyers who work full-time jobs, and on the on the side, they volunteer their time with us as auxiliary police officers. Hmm. Um, and if if it may not be for them, we definitely have a way where we say spread the word for us for anyone who's looking for a career change, for anyone who's making looking to make a difference. What is an auxiliary police officer? Certainly. So that is someone who is volunteering their time. Now, they will go through uh, law enforcement certification, so they will have an off- um, a, a badge. They will work at certain events, but it's more of a, a volunteer capacity, so they won't get paid. Um, there are a certain amount of hours that someone does have to, um, uh, you know, keep up with throughout the year. But, you know, as I mentioned, they can be lawyers, they're, they're doctors, they're teachers. They're individuals who are looking to make a difference, but they have a full-time job. So this is just their way of volunteering and assisting our police services um, in, in their work around the community. And Angela, from an insider insider's perspective, what's your favorite part of your job? So my favorite part, aside from you know knowing I can help make a difference and mm-hmm. trying to find other civilians, is it's really you know for those that I meet and you know I've been with the agency for three years now. It's getting to meet the civilians and hear success stories of the civilians that have been hired since I've been there. Whether it's feedback from a sergeant or a lieutenant or a manager of their success story and how they're now making a difference for Jacksonville. That is one of the, just the the most, just the best blessing that I could ever hear, Mm -hmm. you know, is that that individual is bettering their career we found them and they're making a difference in Jacksonville. And thank you so much for your yes and for making this difference. Is there any events that JSO is putting on that we have to look forward to with the team? So from, from time to time, at least once a year, we have a job fair coming up. It may be a little short notice, but we do have a job fair coming up this Saturday. Um, there are announcements through Join JSO. We have a community calendar. Our marketing department does a great job about letting everybody know what we're doing all through the month, each month. And that's usually updated. Again, that's um, that community calendar with what we're doing, where we're going to be. 
and events that we're attending is um, on joindaso.com. And again, tell us what is your biggest need in the community right now? Right, certainly. So our biggest need right now is civilians who are looking to make a difference, and that would be joining us as a hero in a headset, our 911 call taker and dispatcher, formerly known as, or, uh, formerly known as a police emergency communications officer level two. It's a dual role. Um, so they will assist in the call taking and dispatching with uh, all the emergency phone calls that come in. We have about 5,000 calls that come in a day. Wow. And that's between emergency and non-emergency. So individuals that can help us answer that call for service. For that and all of the other positions, can we just apply online? Absolutely. That is going to be the best way that we can make sure we capture your information and help answer any questions you have. And it's joinjso.com. Okay, Angela, thank you so much for your time. And thanks for being such a great neighbor. And thank you so much for your service in this community and in this neighborhood. Thank you, Colby. And thank you for all you do as well for Jacksonville. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio. Jacksonville.radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, this is North Florida Neighborhood, and I'm Colby. North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really sweet stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today we get to chat with one of my favorite neighbors that always does such fun and great things, Melissa Lampagnano, the owner for Jacksonville Business Connections. Melissa, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Colby. So we want to hit on two really cool events y'all are doing, but first, can you kind of give me a background on what Jacksonville Business Connections is all about? Sure. So our main mission is to connect community and business. So that could be through community events, which we have about 10 to 15 a year all over North Florida, um, and also helping businesses with marketing. And how do you connect the community with these businesses? What, what does that look like? So a lot of the businesses, they'll use the events as a marketing tool. So they'll come and they'll set up the tents and um, it can be food vendors. It could be craft vendors. It could just be um, a normal businesses that are in the area that want to show the community that they support the community. So they'll be out there um, meeting the community and different things like that. For us, I mean, as consumers, we need to have some kind of draw to these businesses. And Melissa, you do such a great job with creating that draw. Like, oh, we're going to celebrate with a bounce house and we're going to have all these different foods for you to try. So tell me what's going on March 27th at the World Golf Village. Yes, we're super excited about this. Um, It's going to be a day of events. So at the Hall of Fame in the World Golf Village, we're going to kick off 
at 9 a.m. We're going to have our Hop into Spring event. Um, like I said, that's 9 to 12. And what that'll look like is the Easter Bunny will be out there to take pictures. We'll have some music, probably some food vendors, uh, craft vendors, business vendors. And we will have an egg hunt. Um, that is a $5 fee, but the event in general is free. And for the egg hunt, you're welcome to sign up ahead of time online to reserve your spot and ticket. Um, and we will have some availability that day for walk-ups too. So before we talk, because you mentioned this is a full day of events. So before we go past 12 o'clock on the day for the events, <laughs> I, I want to hit on the hop into spring. So what, what kind of vendors can we expect? What kind of atmosphere? I think very uplifting. Uh, we bring in a DJ. He'll play some appropriate fun, uh, you know, spring and kid type music since it'll be family, very family oriented event. Um, and for vendors, food, crafts, uh, just local businesses wanting to connect with the community, um, everything you can think of about right about now, I think we have about 30 to 40 vendors registered for the happen to spring. And you said it's totally free. Right, we go, we show up, and then we can buy from there. Yes, absolutely. How are y'all gonna plan out the Easter egg hunt? And obviously, I'm I'm all about like the more eggs, the better. So, are you able to give us a number of how many eggs y'all are hiding? Absolutely. I'm glad glad you brought it up because <laughs> we are partnering with our local church um, in St. Augustine and World Golf Village Reverb Church, and they have gone out and purchased five to six thousand <gasps> eggs. No so way. There should definitely not be any um, lack of eggs that will be there. And for those who do not want to maybe participate specifically in the egg hunt, uh, we'll hide some eggs throughout the um, event area. So if kids bring their Easter baskets and find one uh, by vendors or in the grassy areas, they're welcome to just pick them up and, hmm. and, and take those. But then to reiterate, in order to get your name for the egg hunt, it's $5 and you need to pre-register? We prefer pre-registering just so we have a good count. Uh, we will accept walk-ups that day as um, long as we have enough, which I don't think we will run out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely does not sound like it with five to 6,000 eggs. Well, the Hop Into <laughs> Spring Festival, that's from 9 to 12 on the 27th. But then what are you doing to fill the rest of the day? So right after that, we're rolling straight into our Taste at Jacksonville. It's our second year um, doing this event in the World Golf. The reason we like this location is it's free parking. Um, the event is free. You come and there'll be probably about 30 to 40 food and sweet vendors and then probably about another 30 uh, local crafters and businesses there also. So it's a great event to come out and just walk around. It's a perfect location. It has a beautiful pond. You can get out and get some fresh air and uh, visit the vendors. Well, Melissa, what I'm wondering for this one is why did you call it the Taste of Jacksonville? So we get that question a lot. <laughs> and the reason is the Taste of St. Augustine was taken. <laughs> and <laughs> I like your honesty. Uh, yes. And for the Taste of Jacksonville, honestly, when I was looking at venues in Jacksonville, um, either the venue fee was extremely high or we would have had to charge to attend the event 
and for parking to pay for the different venue type of fees that they were requiring. So I figured, you know what, take a little slack, but putting it in the World Golf Village is not, we're right on the border of Jacksonville, to be honest, the Duval border, the World Golf. And to offer the event free and free parking, I figured I'll take a little bit of the hassle that people are like, why is it? Taste of Jacksonville in World Golf. (laughs) You said that we're going to have about 30 to 40 food vendors. So what's the range of food that we can expect? Oh, it's everything from Mexican food trucks to uh, Ethiopian, um, Chinese, everything you could pretty much think about. Um, We did have about this many last year. We were hoping to grow it, but because of COVID, um, we're seeing about the same numbers in terms of food trucks and food vendors um, from our first event. But in the future, we are hoping to continue to grow the event to the point where you have a lot more options and choices. Yeah, as if 30 to 40 isn't enough. And I I can't talk about food (laughs) enough. And I just have to ask for the people in the back because I'm sure they are wondering this. Will you guys also have like dessert trucks and things like that? Or is it mostly like main meals? Nope, we'll definitely have um, different type of dessert trucks, vendors, and even drinks. I've had some vendors sign up that are... uh, pineapple type drinks this one vendor he literally carves out a pineapple and pours the pineapple juice in there and it's it's amazing so we'll have fun stuff like that the dj will carry on into this event and it'll be um you know fun music uplifting for the taste of jacks and like i said it's just a great opportunity to get out get fresh air walk around and enjoy the atmosphere and that the taste of jacks is from one to six and Melissa, what what other events are y'all doing that day? Because you said the whole day. Right. So um, another rescheduled event from last year was our endometriosis 5K. So if there's any runners or walkers that, you know, a lot of the 5Ks have been canceled, we are hosting ours endometriosis 5K from 4 to 6 at the World Golf Village. It'll be during the Taste of Jack. So you can come run and then eat and visit or vice versa. So if anybody, you know, is interested in joining that, you can just go to our website or Facebook page. And what is the End Endo 5K all about? So that is started by my dear friend and neighbor, and um, I got involved to help uh, market it and get it out there. And she had endometriosis and suffered from it, and it's um, something to do with your reproductive area. And uh, many women are affected by it, and she wanted to start a, a 5K to support and raise money and awareness for this cause. And I think it's been amazing. We've been able to grow it over the years. Um, and it's just something to bring awareness to endometriosis. And it'll be so sweet that the runners are going to get rewarded just in knowing like all the good they're doing. But then after literally get rewarded with the taste of Jack's and the food and the DJ and all the really sweet vendors. So, Melissa, tell me one more time what time and when these events are happening and then how we can get more information. Absolutely. So we'll start with the hop in the spring. That is March 27th from 9 to noon. Then right after that, we jump right into the Taste at Jacksonville. That is from 1 to 6. And during that is the Endometriosis 5K from 4 to 6. And if you want to find out any information about any of this, you can go to our website at jacksonvillebusinessconnections.com 
or you can find us on Facebook under the same Jacksonville Business Connections. And all of our events are on Facebook and our website. And any information on wanting to become a sponsor or a vendor or participate in the 5K is all there. And these events are happening at the World Golf Village on the 27th. Melissa, thank you so much for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Thank you so much for having me and letting me share with the neighborhood about these events. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio.